After my plunge into the ashes of Zululand, I knew the truth. I knew all I needed in order to end this nightmare for Lizzie Claiborne. When I got home, I went to my den, to a small chest sitting on a table. It's a treasure trove of items I collected from different cases I've had in my short time. I walked over to it and lifted the lid. From inside, I pulled out a tiny glass bottle filled with a sleep agent. I then pulled from the chest a long silver knife. It was a knife that was used by the Ripper. Scotland Yard didn't believe it was the weapon used, but I knew better. They threw it out as false evidence. It was a case I knew I had solved, and this blade was a symbol of my failure then. But I can't fail Lizzie Claiborne. Now that I know who is behind this mystery of madness, I've decided I will stop them and save her no matter what I have to do. I slept with the Ripper's knife. I felt safe for some odd reason. The next morning I went to see DeLacy. I rung the doorbell and moments later she came out to answer. Josephia? I immediately kissed her, giving her all the love I could from my lips alone. We leaned in against the wall with our lips touching, kissing, passion. I know we can't be together, DeLacy, but I love you with all my heart. Do you understand that? Yes. Where's Lizzie? Copeland took her to the city. Do you know where? Nay, what's wrong, Josephia? I gave her the small bottle I pulled from the chest. When they get back, you give her this. This will render her asleep while you get her to the Harlem Town Church. To the church? Just do it, DeLacy. What if Courtney tries to stop me? He's your husband. Be creative. I took my leave to the judge's home in Scarlet Oaks. His wife died some years ago, but his daughter Francesca lives there now. When we were children, we were together all the time. But after her horse accident, we grew apart. She answered the door in her wheeled chair. Josephia Blackstone, spend some time. It has. It's been since you've been chasing the Ripper in London. What makes you think I didn't find him? Where's your father? Waiting on you, of course. I made my way to the judge's den. He stood smoking a cigar as usual. <clears throat> Francesca was waiting to see you. I'm sure you made her smile. Enough with the pleasantries, judge. 
What do you know about Elizabeth Fox? I know everything. See, years back, your stepfather and I secretly hunted down the first wake. They were conjuring souls to unleash some evil onto the city. We got them all, all but one. And that was Elizabeth Fox. Only after I became judge did we find her. Apparently she had gotten married and had two children. One was Jessica, who later became a Claiborne, and a sister who I never knew. Well, I know who she is, Judge. Her name is Chastity. She's the one who's behind all this. You are right. This is about revenge. And she's going to unleash hell on this city again for you having murdered her mother. I should have told you, and I made the same mistake again. Because of that, I've stepped down as judge. Taking responsibility is a start, judge. But tonight I'm going to try and stop this madness. Save Lizzie and save our city. The end was coming, and I was fearful of the next few hours of my life and what it would bring. Outside the Harlem Town Church of New Amsterdam, Mr. Tolly and Dr. Kilgore were waiting for me. Where's the Lacey? Did she come with Lizzie? They're inside with Bishop Zachary. Mr. Tully pulled me aside and gave me an envelope. When this is over, Mr. Blackstone, take a look at that. I only looked with curiosity and kept walking inside the church. Inside, Lizzie was lying on a table in the sanctuary with Bishop Zachary and DeLacy standing. You are my brother. But Josephine, I have to know what you're doing, and I need to know now. I'm about to perform a miracle, and I just need you as my friend to pray for me. Pray for this girl. Mr. Tolly carried the black blade given to me by Zulu Man for the ritual, and Dr. Kilgore carried his bag and a gun in case some unforeseen problem occurred. She's stable, Josephine. Good. Tie her down. But just do it, Bishop Zachary. Suddenly, Officer Hartwick entered with about ten officers on his side. I know you didn't think you were going to do this without me. We're here to help. Thank you, old friend. I moved around the table and took off my right-hand glove, looking at the innocence of Lizzie Claiborne and how it's been used for evil. This was the moment that my powers could not just tell the tale of murder, but I could actually save someone. Mr. Tolly gives me the black blade. DeLacy walks up and gives me a kiss on the cheek. I'll take it, because truly I don't deserve even that. Be careful. I will. Zachary, start your prayers. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall when I touched Lizzie, I immediately transported into this place of limbo, a dark place where nothing feels real. 
I can still hear Zachary's prayers going out, blasting through time. I see several copies of Lizzie who tried to escape but all failed and were beheaded. Then, at a distance, I hear the sounds of chains rattling. Lizzie? I'm here. Are you alright? I'm fine. I'm here. Lizzie, it's you. Good idea to put me to sleep. Lydia is not so powerful now, Mr. Blackstone. I'd like you to meet the Orphanus. Suddenly, a large creature with horns and hooves came into the light. Hello, Mr. Blackstone. You travel far. The time is not on your side. You must free us before she comes. Before. At that moment, I am hurled away from Lizzie, and now back in London, when I was chasing the river, I see a woman I recognize. Her name is Mary Jane Kelly. She walks alone, but someone follows her. Wait! Don't go that way! She does not hear me. I ran to where she went to try and stop the culprit who was following her. I saw the shining silver blade in his hand. I knew this moment. I knew it well. Down an alley and around the corner, I discovered the gruesome dismemberment of Mary Jane Kelly's body in a dirty flop house. I was too late. But someone was still there. Someone was in the bathroom and I could hear them. I could smell them. They wore a perfume that was unmistakable. They were coming out. They entered wearing a black cloak and a top hat. They turned around and into the light revealing who they were. It was it was her. Chastity Fox. She's the Ripper. She lifted her hand and suddenly a light appeared and Mary Jane Kelly's soul went into her hand. I'm now hurled to Chastity and her sister Jessica talking alone in the Claiborne home. You have to come back with me. We have a destiny. Our mother was murdered because of who she was. And we need to avenge her. I will not do this. I suppress my abilities. I'm a normal person now. I'm a Claiborne. People respect us. No longer are we looked down upon. You can't fight who you are. I'm going to have children someday. And I don't want this life that you seek. 
Get out, Chastity. You get out now. I find myself back with Lizzie and the orphanage, staring at me in my face. Are you all right, Mr. Blackstone? Yes. Let's get these chains off you. The Black Blade should work, Mr. Blackstone. Use it. That did it. You're free now, Ophidus. I cannot leave for the spirit world unless I carry a soul with me. Suddenly, from around us, the sound of Lydia's laughter moved. She then appeared as a large demon-like creature, swinging her arms wildly. It's her! It's her, Mr. Blackstone! I kneeled to Lizzie Claiborne with a serious tone in my voice. I had to let her know that this was real. You have to be strong now, Lizzie. You have to find your power. This is the moment. Orphidus, you with me.